Welcome to Heritage Tree, where we talk about heritage care and development for people and organizations. And now to our host, Dr. Dina Michelle Roscoe. So Jesus didn't fall for it, and neither should you, and neither should I, neither should we. If Jesus had rolled in, so just imagine, okay, say I go out in my neighborhood, and I go to a house, and I say, hey, I size it up. Give me the ugliest bike that you have the ugliest, most dilapidated bike that you have, or just just be sure that it's working. Like, you know, ideally have the chain on it so I can pedal, and maybe the brakes, that would be good. But, you know, and, and put a horn on it or a bell. That, that would be tops. So let's just assume that someone is generous enough to do that, and I'm sure, you know, out of curiosity, someone might, but at least in my neighborhood, people are very generous. We're always sharing. And there's a lot of, lot of neighborhood here where I live. Lots of people, lots of housing, and lots of people who are sharing goods and resources all the time. So let's just pretend that works out. Okay, so I get this bike. Let's say it's like, I don't know, red peeling paint and like, you know, kind of a disaster. Like the seed, it has the yellow foam squishing out and like, okay, we're going to make this work. I go down the hill and land, put on the brakes and it makes the pig squealing sound and everyone turns and sees me. And what if I were to say, hail Queen Dina, I am here, worship me now. Kind of ridiculous, is it not? Take it a step further. What if people were to have factions in different groups that, okay, I'm pro Dina's bike. Well, I'm pro Dina's slogan. Well, I'm pro just Dina. I'm not pro her. I'm anti her and I'm anti her bike and I'm anti anything. I don't even know what we're talking about. It's gotten to be the point of nonsense, but that's kind of what we've been doing, how we've been carrying on this national fear, this national discourse, this church discourse even, of how we size each other up and categorize and label which Christian is on what part of the political spectrum. Is she or he progressive or conservative, Democrat or Republican? Are those even words that I could say? They're like labels or slurs or what are we supposed to do beyond these really limiting beliefs that we've come to have about ourselves. I write in the books that this is a big, huge challenge to identity. In fact, I go over some of my work in the preface, and I speak to the we story throughout the Kingdom Come trilogy and in the workbook that will be coming out for devotions and groups. The emphasis is on being together, reflecting on yourself and learning our me story, our we story and our future story. And I will be developing some e-courses soon on this. But for now, just hang tight on that, that there's something more at stake. And when we are in a vacuum of something, you know, the the system, if it were, as it were, kind of makes noise, just like if it, a baby is hungry, it will cry, you know, and if you, if you wait a while, it will cry louder, you know, and if a child is 
hungry or tired, their threshold is much smaller for any kind of variance or stimuli. They're less patient with it. And as adults, we like to think that we're over that, but actually I feel like sometimes we could be much, much worse. (laughs) Maybe that's the topic for another podcast episode. I don't know. But Jesus didn't lean into the conventions of his day, the conventions of political leaders, of religious leaders, of mob rule, of anybody else, except for God the Father and what God put him on mission to do. So my question for you, what is your mission? What do you believe your mission to be in life? Do you believe that people have one? I've heard people say they believe that there's a calling that we have, and scripture certainly indicate that in 1 Timothy 4, verses 14 and 16, the apostle says, you know, wholly absorb yourself in the giftedness of your calling, and do not neglect, you know, your, your giftedness, keep at it, work at it, so that people can, you know, commend you and send you out, and then see the progress you're making. So, that's my paraphrase, but Do you believe you have a mission or a calling? What are you on mission for? How does that affect your focus? When you run into trouble, let's say, you get into trouble, it's so easy to trip up with other people, things that we say or mistakes that we make, or even how we might be so hard on ourselves. How do you stay on mission? How do you stay focused? What is your focus? For Jesus, it was, he knew he had this huge rigorous thing ahead of him and he was going to almost like a mom, conserve his energy and not expend it extra on some of these side rails. He was going to go through that town on that cult because he knew eventually he was going to be lifted up and glorified in the worst possible way of how this world treats love, true love from God, true love from people. Doesn't always give you the reward that you were hoping for, but you can trust that you planted the right seed. So Jesus, even it says in scriptures, you know, that he harrowed hell, that he preached below to the spirits when he died. And then when he was raised up, he, he, then he would then ascend to heaven. So the whole earth is filled with his glory, with his train, almost like that wedding imagery that we read a lot about in the book of revelation and about the bride of Christ being the church. It's just this huge epic saga. But all of these, I will say, are almost behaviors or images of heritage. They're less about this, you know, prestige and rule and wealth and what majority or minority there is. What is it that we want to gain from being first? Jesus said the first will be last and the last will be first. When the disciples shooed the children away, Jesus said, hold up. Welcome the children, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. And he takes it a step further, and he instructs us in the books of Matthew and Mark to follow in a childlike faith. And I talk about that in a previous episode, how children almost seem to delight in their tryings again. When they fall down and they get back up, they keep doing it. For us, we might obsess and worry or try to control something that's disrupted our norm. We might argue or fight it. Or hide from it. But kids, they just keep at it until they get it. It's amazing and brilliant how brave they are. How brave are we willing to be with people not like us? Are we as believers willing to model the love for one another by maintaining a posture of 
hospitality, of invitation. You remember the the people of God put the blood on the doorposts of their home before the exodus from slavery so that the angel of death would pass by and spare their firstborn child, firstborn son. And here we have again and again, and I write in the first book, in the chapter of Advent, this history of childism that has been so prevalent in our age since the fall that I believe and state connects to all other isms, all other phobias, all other ostracisms of people, because childism is about affronting our continuing. It's about stopping people from continuing. That is the end game of a lot of the extremism and violence. And even just if you say, well, I'm not that far off. You know, I, I, I keep my mouth shut at family gatherings or I talk nice, you know, or, you know, but yeah, but what are you thinking about people and what are you doing to alleviate suffering or to learn more? If you say, well, I, I am pro this or anti that, well, what are you doing to help with that concern or with that situation? How are you, again, being on mission and maintaining the tone of Jesus, which was his invitation? He said, come unto me, all you who are heavy and weary laden, and I will give you rest. He does not despise our weakness. Unlike human tendency and many rulers of the ages, he does not despise our weakness. He invites us to come to him. All who are weary. He doesn't say, come to me, all who are wealthy, so you can make a campaign donation, which, you know, not knocking that, that's how the game is played. I understand this. And if you read in the older or earlier scriptures of all the accounts of the volley of back and forth between the Israelites and other nations and the things that they did to continue themselves. And out of that gruesome history, I read about that again in the first chapter of the first book, you know, Jesus emerges as a son of God, son of man. And we really owe it to him to pay attention to what he paid attention to, his focus and how he stayed on mission and how he maintained an invitation in that. This is the heart of God to welcome all tribes, tongues, and nations into his house through the person of his son. And when Jesus ascended, he gave this commission, this great commission to his disciples, to his followers, to go and make disciples in all the nations. In other words, keep your heart on this mission of invitation. Don't succumb to the way of what I call systems anti the Christ or satanic systems of intergroup violence and warfare. Don't succumb to this pattern of the world, the pattern of this age, but keep your heart warm to God and each other and keep your invitation to me and to be a family of God. What stood out to you today in this conversation and what do you need to feel encouraged to stay on mission what do you want and how do you want to keep an invitation to others for reaching them for the Lord and even with a neighborly love? Let's pray. Thank you, God, for this day. Thank you for your love for us. Thank you that you are God on mission, that you are God who's focused, attentive, who is compassionate and powerful, and who invites us to be children of promise, children of God, children of mercy. We pray that we will join in your heritage 
We pray for your healing of your gospel heritage and for your healing of your family and that we can be brave and bold to share this invitation to others of you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us. If you like what you heard, tip us at the link below and inquire, subscribe, and shop our merchandise label of Heritage Tree and Heritage at dinamichellerosco.com and dogwoodgroup.io. Come back again when we gather around the Heritage Tree.